If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably feel so Hello, Star Wars fans, and you are very welcome to episode 23 of Blabba the Hut. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. I'm your host, Kate, and I'm joined by our other host, Gary O'Toole. What up, Gary? Hey, Kate, how are you? We are Star Wars in it, aren't we? <laughs> we new, are, it's good to be back. New Star Wars every week, that is something to look forward to, I'll tell you that much. Uh. <laughs> well, 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 I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Anywho, so when we last left you, we had gone o- over the first chapter of the Book of Boba Fett. And it seems like uh, we both agreed pretty much that it was off to a pretty good start. Yeah, a, a reasonable start for sure. Although, like online, very much a varied opinion about that, I would say. And it just, it seems like as it goes on, it's kind of going downhill, maybe. It's been mixed reviews, hasn't it? And from the, the get-go, I know I said this before, I didn't have too many expectations for the simple reason with Boba's story. I didn't think it was necessary to tell it, so I was sort of able to go in without any expectations at all. But um, yeah, the, the reaction has been a bit of a mixed bag, to say the least, hasn't it? For sure. For sure. Anyway, so I guess um, without much further ado, we can just pick right up where we left off and discuss a little bit about Chapter 2. Punch it, Chewy. So Chapter 2, The Tribes of Tatooine, written by Favreau, of course, and directed by Steph Green. So what is your overall impression of this episode? I enjoyed this episode a heck of a lot more than I did episode one. Um, by the end of this, I was going, yeah, this is this is more like it. This is, I suppose, more what I hoped the first episode would be in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, we should maybe say that this episode was one that would certainly appeal to fans of a certain comic book character which we will get to later on that was a, a real treat but i definitely felt the second episode was much much better than the than the first one personally and i would have to agree with you i think we'll get to that a little more when we talk about like if we gave it ratings or whatever yeah. but i did rate this one better than the first one yeah and yeah just overall it had a lot of action and adventure and i thought it was very enjoyable it was very on point as in you could see the direction it was going in and that you knew yeah. you were, you felt you were in for a tree from the episode get go. You felt this was, this was going to be a good one. And I certainly got that. There was a, a lot of good stuff in this episode. So I've got some notes. Um, I don't know. Do you want to just kind of, we can run through the episode 
talk about some of the things we like, some of the things we didn't like. Yeah, we certainly can do. Absolutely. Like let's, um, yeah, let's let's work away with that without a without a doubt. All right. So uh, first up, what did you think of the mayor's receptionist guy? <laughs> I was super annoying. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the reaction for that character online has been a little bit of a mixed bag as well. Um, obviously, it's a character to add, you know, maybe more comedic undertones or just be seen as somebody who's a bit of a, a useful idiot <laughs> to to go along yeah. with the, the wishes of the mayor. But um, I have to say, I thought that the mayor's design was amazing. So are we going to go into mock cheese we certainly can i don't know about you but i don't i don't trust the mayor as far as i would personally throw him no that's wise (laughs) he seems like trouble from the start very much so and i think you know we're always blessed in Star Wars to see amazing effects and creature features and I'm very very curious to see how much of a blend this was with practical effects versus some added CGI mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I, th- I think as soon as I seen him on screen I was just going um, what was it that sprung to mind Oh, it'll come to me. We'll come back to that. But yeah, what what were your thoughts overall? I think it's a it's a pretty interesting choice, and it's good that they didn't just make it like another human or humanoid. I thought it was really cool that they did a creature type alien type thing. And I always love seeing Athorians. Yeah, that's what that's what I couldn't think of the minute on the stage. I was nearly almost going to go. Oh my god, it's oh, stuck Thorian. on. It's stuck on there. <laughs> mm, I wonder if they're related. Mm. <laughs> and the character was very ably voiced by uh, somebody very, very pivotal to the series itself. Oh, I didn't catch that. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, he did the voice. Uh huh. Interesting. So, moving on in the episode, the mayor tells him to go talk to Garza. To kind of figure out more what's going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I just have a side note about Garza is that her wardrobe is rivaling Amidala herself. The costume design is amazing, isn't it? In in it's been it's been incredible. It really has. It's always so nice to see what they come up with, and even just as you're you're mentioning that. Even then, just dump, jumping to uh, thoughts of how great the, the Pike Syndicate looked in the flesh. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, I mean, it's always nice to go to Madame Garza's. It's kind of a fun place. And it seems like we're going to probably be ending up there a lot during this series. So I guess. It's no doubt going to play a, a central role. And didn't we say for episode one, we got the sense that it was going to be a sort of dwelling for underworld activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you very much get that feeling. And, and rightly so, I may add. But um, overall, I, th- I think that will play a, a critical role and we will no doubt be returning multiple times to, to that um, very wordy and very high-class establishment. Yes. 
So she alerts Jabba, or she alerts Boba to the twins, Jabba's cousins, claim to his empire, I guess. So, so then you hear the the distant drumbeat of the litter. You know that they are actually doing a litter that Boba had declined. <laughs> so, what did you think about the litter, the twins' litter? Oh, the minute you seen it coming around the corner, I was going, things just got real. <laughs> Do they seem a little too heavy for that litter? The effect was brilliant. Did you notice at times it looked like the litter was actually bending under their weight? Sagging. I, I, thought yeah. that, I, I thought that was great attention to detail. And it was nice to see as well. It made the effect look so much more practical and real. I think a lot of people were uh, pretty kind of creeped out by the the twins, particularly using a a little rodent creature as a as a napkin to to wipe the brow. I do have that in my notes, actually. Yeah, that was. Um, I I actually watched that with one of my aunts, and I won't repeat what she said when that happened, but she was pretty disgusted to say the least. Oh wow. I can only imagine. <laughs> what did you make of their uh, their little digital clipboard? I was just expecting the person that whizzed it up to go action and clip it back down. What now? The clipboard, the digital clipboard where they say it's their property. Uh, I didn't notice that detail, I guess. I was too distracted by the hamster sponge. At the very start <laughs> when they pull up, it's like the, the little accord or the agreement that, that it belongs to them. Oh, I'll have to, I guess I'll have to look again. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So should should we bring up that character you alluded to previously? Yeah, seeing um, we left off where Boba and Fennec going after the the Order of the Nightwind. Mm-hmm. I seen that as speculation, um, a new group, but I seen a review online. I think it was maybe from, I think it may have been Den of Geek, but they mentioned that they somewhat resemble the cage warriors and they were in clone wars and you know what that seemed to that seemed to be to be viable to some extent i, I hadn't actually thought about that at all i'm nearly certain it was them i'll have to have a, hmm. a look at that just to just to see but no doubt in my mind the the shady shenanigans will continue throughout so do we want to talk about them now <laughs> shall we everybody's second favorite Wookiee. <laughs> well for a lot of people it seems to be a favorite um was this one out of left field that was completely unexpected for you i never saw this coming a mile away yeah i would never have guessed and it was particularly pleasant for us because we are huge fans of a certain shall we say as she was described when she sort of first came on the scene, maybe a little bit of a, a female Han Solo. The our favorite rogue. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Anthropologist slash rogue slash everything slash overall badass. There you go. We were treated in this episode to one of the biggest Easter eggs we will ever see let alone being one for Dr. Afra in that we got to and literally f- big and, and literally <laughs> big. If you'll, if you'll pardon the pun, getting to see him black Mm-hmm. Kate, when he emerged, did you think that right away? Or were you just going, what is happening here? 
yeah i was i was just taking it all in i don't i don't know if i connected the dots maybe right away but yeah and what did you did you think of the look did you think they pulled it off really well yeah i'd say so i thought he was going to be a lot bigger really yeah i don't know why i thought he was going to be looking but i thought the the look was amazing and the the facial animate uh, the facial expressions alone mm-hmm. are just terrifying um totally out of left fields so i wonder what our chances are of actually seeing afro now well that's a big topic of conversation online and i would be all for that without doubt i having read the afro comics i mean we love afro as a character and just mm-hmm. being able to see Chrysanthemum alone on the big screen was, you know, was well worth the wait. And I think anything else after that is potentially just a bonus. Or what about Triple Zero? You're jumping straight in for the uh, the murder droids again, huh? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I'm... I, I mean, I suppose it opens the door to any of those possibilities, doesn't it? Anything is fair game if if Kersantan is is wandering around. Should we go on to the flashback? No, with the the flashback is a good place to to visit because that was that was one that sort of had that real feeling of nostalgia as as we like. Mm-hmm. What yeah. what did you have in your notes about it particularly? Um. Well, I bet you were definitely right about your flashback when you said with the the back to tank and the flashbacks, just a little thing. Yeah, I have a lot in in the notes, but I don't want to get out of place here. So we see he goes back to the Tuscan camp and they're basically like training him. Um, there's some more interesting cameos. Should we talk about them? What have you got in mind? What a cami and fixer. Sorry, yes, yes. So we're yes. So sorry, we're going back. We're we're dropping in a, a new hope Easter egg there. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, God, I'm I'm completely out of the loop. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a deleted scene, and then also, she did make a appearance in what was it? The Last Jedi novelization with Luke's dream. Mm-hmm. So he has this whole dream, like what if dream, if he had married Cammy, And so I thought that was kind of an interesting Easter egg because she was one of Luke's friends. So this is this is approximately what, five, six years after A New Hope would have been. And so her and her boyfriend are still stuck on Tatooine. So I thought that was kind of a cool Easter egg. Yeah, that just that just still gives me thoughts of Toshi Station. Yeah, it really and Those, truly does. That power converter is probably still sitting there. Yeah, it's <laughs> most likely. Um, that would be a funny Easter egg to have come up. One hundred percent, it would. I would like to see that. <laughs> but the, I, I think the most interesting thing for me of this episode of all, Kate, was the Tuscan hierarchy and the Tuscan Tuscan culture and way of life. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. You get to really see the inner workings. Whereas before, they've just been portrayed as kind of like monsters. Mm-hmm. But you really get to see that it's they're actual people and they have have a system. 
and it was nice to see a role reversal in a way of Boba almost becoming the the student and having to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I have with that the the there's that nice training montage. Mm-hmm. That might I think I was referring to once he picks up all those speeders though. <laughs> when he returned to the bar and after he just knocked the living crap out of him, he just takes a, a swig of a drink and just exits quietly. <laughs> yeah. Those action sequences, though. Wow. Yeah. What do you think of the like a bantha? <laughs> it has instant be- gif. Instant gif. I have seen every gif and meme version of it since it went up online. I have seen so many of them. Um, rightly so, I may add. That was a good one. And especially when he's teaching them, I can only imagine how many times the the stunt the stunt person had to do that, you know, jumping from, jumping, from one to the yeah. other. Yeah, I can imagine how many falls had to be put into place for that. Yeah, that would be fun. I ho- I'm really hoping they do another behind-the-scenes series like they've done with Mando. Mm-hmm. Very much could So maybe do. that would be cool on there. We it's, could see more about It's that. always so cool to see the fight scenes with the gaffy sticks. Yeah. So what did you make then of uh, Boba's mission to stop the the train? First of all, it's a rocket train. Where did that come from? I don't know. It just really gave me Solo vibes. The, like the, the troop transports? Well, the train and Solo and when they're doing the train heist. Oh, the actual, oh God, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did yeah. in a way. But I mean, uh, a desert train. Interesting. <laughs> one of the one of my friends texted me when he seen that rocket engine. <laughs> he just said, "Yeah, someone's someone's getting blown away by that thing," and and he <laughs> was right. But the the cinematography in that episode was beautiful as well. I mean, the stunt team and the fight choreography is always good. But in that episode, it was some of my favorite stuff that I've seen. Were you a fan of the uh, the droid train driver? Yep, I got that in my notes. Why am I not surprised? What have you got in your notes droid for Droid conductor. It? I just have LOL droid conductor. <laughs> yeah. And when he launched out of the train and decided to almost shapeshift into some kind of spider-like creature and run across the sand, <laughs> that was pretty creepy. Yeah, there's some good droid representation on this series, I will say. There very much is. But what did you make of... um? the spice being brought into the equation. Obviously we've seen the next couple episodes, but we're going to see that factor in even more, I'm sure. Or maybe they're just trying to ride the coattails of Dune. Ooh, <laughs> there's there's one for you. I, I still haven't seen the new Dune, so I can't um I kind of can't uh, comment on that, but <laughs> it it was it was certainly interesting to to see that and it, it is a it is an ode to, to Kessel anyway, so will we be mm-hmm. seeing um, some more underbelly dwellers come out into the open? I think so. I would say so. I, I thought that scene was great as well, where they just bust the um, the the water tank open. <laughs> I was yeah. like, guys, if you just could have transported the water tank, you could have kept it safe, but no. Right? You break <laughs> open the tank and just fill buckets and... Yeah, waste all that water on a desert planet. Great. Mm-hmm. It certainly seems now, though, doesn't it, that um, the Boba and the Tuscans have developed the 
a strong bond that's going to be central to to everything mm-hmm. do you yep. do you think w- w- our suspicions were correct when we were first talking about this that it's very much trying to humanize boba yeah i i think so i think that's part of why people are not liking it too taking away the mystique well that was something that we had discussed before and i think we we when we spoke to jamie about it as well didn't we we said that this was a story that was didn't didn't necessarily need telling Mm-hmm. There was just always that question of, oh, did he or didn't he survive the the Sarlacc pit? I guess this would fall under "be careful what you wish for." Certainly is a a, a point for sure. The ending, though, Kate. The lizard. Well, no, I was talking about going, the, very the, the very ending scene with the Tuscans and the the somewhat tribal dance. Oh yeah. I thought that was filmed so so well, and it looked beautiful, literally just by fire like um yeah the lizard one was a little bit <laughs> that, strange that surprised me a little yeah and it was I, I i suppose i didn't understand the significance of it until you see him walking back with this big ass branch and you're just like oh okay gaffy stick <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool seeing how they craft that and make it their own and I believe the scene where they made it from, um, you know, the the little workstation where Boba crafts his gaffy stick. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the Macquarie drawings. If if I'm right, oh. there is one where um, there is a drawing that I've seen that I think is very, very similar. Now, it, it, it very well could be, but we would need to, to go back and check that. But yeah, I thought that scene was was cool because it shows the you know, the significance of the gaffy stick and how seriously the Tuscans take their their weapon selection, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. So what would you give this episode out of 10? Well, we gave the... the, the lizard. The... How many lizards out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> well, we gave the first one sort of a, a, around an 8 and 8.5, didn't we? As an opening episode. Now, comparing this, if we were to compare the first episode to this one now, I mm-hmm. I would be barely at a at a six. Being one hundred. This episode? Honest. No, the first episode. If I was comparing oh, the two, okay. but just as an gotcha, opening gotcha. episode, that was why we gave it a, a solid start. But um, this I one, area, yeah, yeah, this one was around a, a nine, a nine point five for me. It was definitely my favorite of the two episodes so far, um, and I yep, think I got. Yeah, nine two yeah i think the opening well. episode pales in comparison to the second one Um, the opening episode was the one that i really did have high hopes for because as we discussed if he was going to survive the sarlacc pit we wanted to see just how much of a fight he had to put up to get out of it and in the end it was gone in 15 seconds yeah but overall um really enjoyed episode two really really enjoyed it and if it continues on that trajectory then i think it could be a, a well worth watch excellent all right do we have do we have any final thoughts for chapter two of the book of boba fett uh chapter two the book of boba fett um hopefully it continues along this trajectory and uh long may that continue over the series though i am really interested 
in seeing more of Mayor Mokshais. Mm-hmm. I'm almost I'm almost wanting to see more of that than what Bob has been up to in some way. Hmm. <laughs> Just for the simple reason that scene with the assassin where the assassin is brought in and just cut out immediately so they can't find out anything. Mm-hmm. It just leaves me questioning what the mayor's motives are. Yeah. Or potentially I was kind of wondering that. Or potentially who is the mayor answerable to? Mm-hmm. I do think that we will be seeing a lot more of your friend, the mayor's assistant. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> But yeah, overall, a, a solid second episode. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to keep these little review episodes short and sweet. So I think that's going to do it for this episode, right? Yeah. All right. So be sure to follow us on social media. What's our email? You can email us at blabberthehut at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you especially we'd love to hear what you think of these episodes so maybe we can do a viewer feedback segment or something like that that would be really interesting to see what the contrast is like episode by episode as the series Mm -hmm. moves on yeah alright until next time keep it going like a bantha (laughs) 